truly, I believe every single person can do or run a business. They can create what they want. They just have to find what they're passionate for and what they believe that they could sharpen their skills in. The GenTech Podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the GenTech Podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Clara Baldwin. She is the founder of GPS Marketing, Care Medical Marketing, and Piece Over Pieces nonprofit. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. And Clara, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to connect. Yes. So definitely going to dive into everything you do. I know you have so many companies, you have new business ventures coming up. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But first, I want to get to know you. So where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm originally from Columbia, Missouri. It's directly in the middle of, you know, St. Louis and Kansas City. I currently live out in Kansas City. I moved here about four years ago after college. Awesome. And I, you know, read a little bit up on you. I saw that you've been having your own business and starting your entrepreneur journey since you were 16 years old. Yes, yes. So long story short, um, I was raised with a little bit of adversity growing up. I didn't have much money. I also came from an abusive background with my father. So I went through a lot as a young kid that was not normal to, you know, the average family in America. So I quickly, you know, always had my back against the wall, essentially. I was always on fight or flight mode, like survival mode. And I like to, you know, start out podcasts with this, even though it's kind of dark, just so it gives a background and idea of the person I am and the person I've grown into. It all roots and relates to that, which is crazy to say, because I would say myself like three years ago, I did not really talk about this um, at all, but I developed a nonprofit for domestic abuse victims and I podcast with them as well, like their stories and their abuse. How did it start? How did they transition out? And so through that process, I've really discovered a lot about myself and the trauma and actually how it formed me as an entrepreneur. So yeah, short story. Um, I you know, went through all that as a young kid and I quickly grew up essentially. I, you know, I was looking after my siblings and my mom and, and eventually got to a point where I had to go to college and I didn't have any money. I also was in a situation where we wanted to escape the home from my father. He was physically, emotionally abusive um, every day for the first 18 years of my life. So with those two elements in my head, I, I quickly, you know, had to formulate a plan of one, how to get out of the house and two, how to go to college because we all had to transition out somehow. So I started a drop shipping company actually. And that, that industry is so saturated right now. There are a million drop shipping companies, but when I got into it, social media was a new thing and drop shipping kind of was a thing, you know, people reselling more like on eBay and Amazon. Um, but I wanted to start like a company with, you know, just cheap things, honestly, like whatever I could get my hands on and resell was the easiest way to make money back then because you don't need stock in your house. Um, you can just purely use the money the customer pays you to buy, you know, items from the manufacturer and ship them. So highly recommend that for anyone is that's into e-commerce. You can always drop ship and resell somehow. Anyways, um, it blew up on social media for some reason. I, I learned a lot through the fails and wins of that business, but it, it blew up to around like 50K on social media. I was getting partnerships and affiliate marketing and I was getting paid more for just like 
you know, like the sponsorships almost. So that fueled my passion for social media marketing and the digital marketing world in general. And uh, I had a little bit of cash and used that cash to get, you know, my family out, my mom out. It was really rough and toxic. And honestly, a horrible, very low point in my life was when I graduated high school. That's when we all fled. And I didn't, I didn't even have pillows and blankets to go to college. I was just there on my own moving in. And I was very lost. But I, I managed to you know, get a couple loans and pay pay my bills um, from month to month with that money from the first business. And I majored with computer science and marketing. And uh, yeah, I would say college didn't really teach me much about what I do nowadays, flash forward five years, but it definitely, you know, made me more confident, gave me social skills and taught me how to work hard. And if I could get through college with like no money and no resources, um, it just made me who I am. So anyways, I developed Peace Over Pieces, which is my nonprofit for domestic abuse survivors my junior year of college. And again, we just transitioned survivors out of our nonprofit, um, like interview them, raise donations, and try to give them you know, some extra cash to kind of get out of their situations. And then my senior year of college, I was like, okay, my plan is going to go work for this, you know, cool corporate agency. I thought like corporate was going to define who I was and make me this badass woman, essentially like in a suit that's going to work every day. I, I thought that was the definition of success, um, probably because I didn't have faith in myself and like not enough confidence to think that I could run a full on business agency the way I am right now. Um, but then I quickly learned I got a job out of college. It lasted one month and they fired me on New Year's Eve. And again, my back was against the wall. So I developed Ground Plan Studio, which is what I do today. And it was like the biggest blessing ever. So that was a little that was a very long intro, but it's it's a it's a little look into the beginning, I guess. Definitely. And thank you for sharing that with me and with our podcast. Um, I think, you know, that past experience really drove your passion and now you get to have pieces over piece over pieces and give these um, victims a platform. So it is so amazing. And, you know, you have that passion and you knew in that moment, like your family needed you. So it is so amazing. At 16 years old, you figured out drop shipping. Like you said, like now it's super common, but you know, when you were 16, it definitely was not. So to get into such a new industry back then is so amazing that you were on top of that and were able to actually rescue your family so it is is truly awesome and even that you started um gps marketing at your senior year in college you know most college students are not thinking about starting their own company and i mean maybe it's more common now but i don't think before it was you know i think everyone has that like corporate idea afterwards but it doesn't work for everyone Exactly. And honestly, I wasn't thinking of Ground Plan Studio being my full time gig. I just wanted to develop something to give me money while I tried to find a corporate job and how I transitioned out of college and got an apartment and, you know, so and so. But when I got that corporate job, I quickly found out that, I mean, it's not for everyone. Like, I truly think that corporate world is for some people and it makes people happy and it pays well. And there's certain businesses that are great. The one that I signed up with, however, was it was definitely the typical I'm another number. 
Um, every day was pretty miserable and overloaded with work and underpaid. So I quickly, and I just remember like within the first week I got in trouble, I got called into the executive team because I reached out to a client and I didn't like his content. I thought that it was so plain. They were like taking Google images and just posting them and not no engagement. And I just felt wrong for it. I was like, I know this is wrong, but I literally reached out to them through email and not that I wanted to take them. I was just saying, hey, I have all these ideas. Could I show you some samples for free? Mm -hmm. And I got my ass chewed like the first week. They were so mad and I was just baffled. I was like, you have an employee with creative ideas and someone who wants to improve the workflow. But I got in so much trouble and I'm sure that's why I got fired and laid off on New Year's Eve because I kept overstepping those lines. And, you know, when I got laid off, I was like so empty and lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, you know, looking back, everyone I feel like everyone looks at business owners and thinks like they have a, such a plan and they knew what they were doing from the beginning and they just have it in them. But no, usually they start they start from just a lost feeling and like you're back against the wall or just like you know, a fling of hope. So when I started Ground Plan Studio, I wasn't making any money. I was so broke, couldn't even pay for like groceries. Um, but I just knew that I had to throw myself in completely and learn exactly the way I did with the first one with fails and wins and constantly improve my skills and research and, you know, adapt new methods of marketing for these clients. So yeah, um, again, when I first started, I had zero clients. I didn't know how to talk on the phone. I was so intimidated, like shaking, giving my pitch to people that I would beg to, you know, pay me $50, $100 a month for full service marketing. <laughs> so just like looking back on that, it's it's wild, but you do need to start there because you don't have the skill set. You don't know what you're doing and you're hoping that someone's going to give you a chance to like grow and learn more. So I still have my very first client on my portfolio and I still work for her for a hundred dollars a month. Like I will never change it because she was just, she meant a lot to me and she, she was with me and like my friend through all of it and understood. And I really appreciated that. So now that I'm working with bigger corporations, celebrities, athletes, I, I still value her so much, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. That's so funny. I love that story. And you're right, like these experiences really shape you and these failures are the things that lead you to success. So you really had to go through that. And I mean, look at you now, like and having that first client still be with you just like shows so much. And it's amazing. She's gotten to be with you along the ride to watch you grow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so I guess that transitioned into my new agency, uh, Cure Medical Marketing. So um, everyone in the marketing space says you have to niche down with like social media marketing ads, like find a niche is what I hear everywhere. And I took a I took a pretty large course, um, spent quite a bit of money just to see what they would say. And they said a niche down. So I said, OK, I'm going to do medical. I think that'd be challenging and it would put me on my comfort zone. And obviously the financial aspect of it would probably be good with projection. But uh I don't know. It's just me, but I don't think niching down is for everyone. I I reverted back. So I think that like 80% of my clients are just from everywhere imaginable, everywhere around the world, every industry. I find it amazing to like research about new things all the time and constantly learn. I personally get bored with niches. So I know that's a very big struggle with marketing owners that I wanted to make a point like you don't have to niche down. I'm super happy and I grow just as much without it, honestly. I do think that's a great point. I have seen that a lot. Everyone does say get your niche. And I think it's awesome. You know, once yeah. you 
people think they find the strategy that's going to work for everyone in that industry but there is so much power with having an agency that's seen everything in every industry and gen tech's a lot like that like we've worked oh, with good. and then i do think it, it's just shows a lot of strength and it is nice to you know oh okay a new industry let me research it learn more and it's only going to make you a stronger company exactly yeah. exactly yes so i do think that's super important so you know you said you took a course is that how you continue to learn and grow after college are you involved in any mentorships or are you still taking classes uh, no, I'm not taking classes right now, but I will say when you first start in this space or just any business in general, I'm sure you always second guess yourself and it can get lonely. It can get a little tiring emotionally because you never know if you're doing the right thing and you never know if your technique is what should be done. So I try to put myself through a lot of books. Uh, I went through that large course. Um, I'm constantly reading about and following different influencers and people who are dominating this space just to get a lot of opinions and education. But ultimately I learned like, you know, I went through that large course and it was good, but I don't think that it was necessary, I would say, to spend that much money. And I hate to shoot people down for it um, because there are amazing courses and some people learn the best that way. But there are so many free resources that are out there right now um, that can help you start as an entrepreneur. And ultimately, as I talk more and more and make more connections with people who do what I do, they all say the same thing. And they say, you just have to keep testing and just keep working with the client and formulating different things and seeing what works for them. Because ultimately, like even if you have a niche and the same exact industry um, from client to client, it's so different. So you kind of just have to go with your gut and just keep testing things until it works. And that's what my motto has been with my agency. Like I have a basis, I have a good idea of what I'm going to go in and do. But when it comes to like maximizing their revenues and their ROI, I just have to keep testing and see what works for them and not treat them like a different case I've worked with before. That's such a good point. Even if you do have a niche, each client is so different. So you really do have to put in that research and development to, you know, make a plan for them. And I do want to ask, so you were saying, you know, you started Ground Plan Studio Marketing and maybe for our listeners who are looking to start their own marketing agency or just their own business, like what, what advice would you give when you're first starting out? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I definitely think that you just have to be resourceful. I say this so much, but it is amazing how far you can go in this world by being resourceful. And that means if you just have to Google every single thing, just do it. There are so many resources, articles, again, videos, YouTube. Like if you're confused about something or you want to improve yourself every single day, just keep reading and keep teaching yourself new skill sets and keep practicing. Um, and I also say like, believe in yourself because there are going to be a million moments where you feel down about your self-esteem as a business owner, you feel imposter syndrome. It's a constant roller coaster, but 100%, I would never choose a different life. It is the most fulfilling, fun, freeing thing. Once you have, you know, your systems down and you keep growing, it just, it's so it's so amazing to see like the journey within it. Um, I personally just don't like repetitiveness in life and I want to express my creativity and just keep growing as a person. So if you are that kind of person, I 100% I think anyone could be a business owner. It's just a matter of believing in yourself and sticking to it and being resourceful and having confidence. 
And you said that you even have celebrities as clients. I saw that you've won a lot of awards, but I want to ask, what do you think your biggest accomplishment thus far has been? Oh, wow. I think it wouldn't even lay in working with the top people or corporations or celebrities. I never think that when I think of my accomplishment. I just think like the fact that I can comfortably support myself and hopefully a family one day. I mean, I'm engaged right now, but I want kids. Congratulations. Thank you. And I think like my ultimate life goal is just to have children where I can comfortably support them because I never had that feeling growing up. Side note, love my mom and my siblings and wouldn't trade my growing up for anything, but it was a situation where it just made life hard and it made me stressed out all the time so as long as i don't spoil my kids i want to um i want to be the mom that can emotionally and financially be there for them so i guess my greatest accomplishment is just like making it on my own with financial and and the growth and my career and establishing it all on my own because there's something beautiful about like being a business owner where you didn't have anyone to help you. You had no one to really lean on. You just kind of had that whim of a feeling and you taught yourself everything. So it just makes me proud to think like I made all those systems and my team and my agency on my own. And now I can watch it flourish. I completely agree. It is such an amazing thing to be proud of. You really did do this all on your own and you're just going to continue to grow. And yeah. I want to ask, I mean, I know you've been through a lot of struggles and challenges in your life, but what do you think is one really big challenge that has shaped your career and your journey? Yes. Again, my my growing up probably makes me who I am. I just remember like my mom would drop me off to school every single day and she would say, I want you to be independent. I want you to follow your dreams. She got pregnant at 18 um, and then went through all of that. So she really pounded in my head to be independent. And I think going through all those struggles and also having her to help me with that life advice every single day of like crafting my own self as a woman, especially, and not depending on a man. I love my fiance, but I, I will never depend on him. I just, I love being my own person and having my own dreams and fueling that on my own was always my dream. So yeah, again, I, I just think the struggles that I faced growing up with the abuse and then my mom kind of crafting my mindset with being just an individual really, really uh, shaped my career. Yes, I, I love that advice. And my mom would honestly say the same thing to me all the time. She's like, I just want you to be independent. Never, yes. never, ever depend on a man. And I think that's a great mindset to have because, you know, some people don't think like that. So exactly. hearing that is empowering, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So you're a female business owner and there's just so much, much strength in that. Do you really utilize, you know, the networking of other female business owners and, and how do you um, really utilize that? Yeah. So I would say this is such a big topic in my head because I feel like it can be a disadvantage, but also an advantage to be a young woman in the industry. I mean, there's sometimes where I jump on a call and I feel like people automatically see my face. I look pretty young and they automatically assume something and treat me a little, a little, you know, they degrade a little bit just based on who I am and my age. So those situations aren't always good, but there are situations where there's a lot of teams that 
kind of sought out me because I am an independent woman and they see like the power in me. So, um, and especially with other women too, like we cling to each other when we have a great connection in the business and I love to network with them. But yeah, I would say you're always going to find situations where you can leverage being, you know, a young woman or a woman in general in the industry. But there are going to be situations where you have to overcome and prove yourself as well because you will be looked at in kind of a lower way, unfortunately. So it's a win lose. But um, as long as you realize it's happening to pretty much every woman in the industry, you'll be okay. I think that's such a great point. There are, you know, positives and negatives with every situation, especially being a female business owner, there's definitely um, disadvantages to it. And, you know, you're working hard every day to prove yourself when, you know, sometimes men don't have to prove themselves as much. Yes. So, <laughs> Unfortunately. Great yeah. to make. Yeah. What do you think is, you know, the most important lesson that you've learned over your career? I know you're, you're still so early in your career, but a lesson that you could share with our listeners. Oh, yeah. I'm about... I'm about four years into this agency right now, but I think the biggest lesson for me is to not get comfortable. And it's so easy to plateau as a business owner. Um, I do think there was a point, the, the one year mark, where I kind of lost my luster and my spark. I didn't, I was losing the faith and belief in myself that I could grow even more. And meaning like, you know, get more employees and make this a bigger picture, but also keeping what I value, which is like being super intimate with my clients. I was getting overwhelmed, um, you know, with organization, with the financial aspect. And I was almost like this mindset of like, you know what, I make X amount of money and I can be comfortable with this. And maybe I'll just sit back and like be happy with it. But then I woke up like, one day it was like a month later of this phase I went through. And I was just like, I have never set a roof over me. Why am I doing it now? So I sucked it up. I had to sit down and be real with myself. I had to say, you know, these parts of my businesses need a lot of work. This financial aspect, my accountants, they need to be organized on the taxes side. Like I need to get these things that are intimidating in my head to disappear. And there after that, I can grow. Um, same with employees. It's kind of intimidating and overwhelming to keep hiring people and like delegating them while you're also working and you're trying to keep the passion in your business. So every day I try really hard to make my life easier, whether that's hiring more people or, you know, getting a software that lessens my work or learning a new skill that can like help make everything more efficient. I just say to everyone like, yeah, the biggest lesson is don't let yourself plateau. Just make your work systems easier and then you will just keep growing forever. And uh, it can be overwhelming, but it's definitely doable. Yeah, that's such a great point, especially, you know, when you're starting the business and it was just you for a while. And, you know, the business is your passion. It's it's your baby. So it's kind of mm -hmm. scary having, you know, so much put on other people when you start hiring and you have to trust these people. So I do see how that could be a struggle at first, but it is so important, you know, and once you start delegating, you realize how much easier it makes your life. And okay. yeah, it just makes your business stronger. And, you know, you said you need those organizational skills. What other skills do you think are really essential to being a business owner? I think just 
I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but you have to like stick to your values and set goals for your employees as well is what I would say. Like when I first started hiring employees, obviously I worked for a corporate agency where I wanted to be friends with the staff. I wanted people to have a great work environment. So as a boss, I, I just want everyone to be happy. I want them to never feel overworked. I want them to be feel like they can come to me with an open door policy, like be honest if they're if they want days off, if they if they don't like a certain task. Like I want them to feel that. But at the same time, I've learned the biggest lesson this year is you have to have a line between, you know, setting goals for them, not being too too lenient and laid back, but also kind. Like you can work a system that's strict, but also kind. And that's really hard to depict as a boss. But if you don't, everything's going to get super disorganized. You know, tasks might be late. They might not be quality because they'll ultimately look at you as like a very lenient person who doesn't care what comes to their plate. And a little I had a little bit of that for a couple of months and it was so overwhelming and put me back um, a lot in progress. So I would definitely say, yeah, another skill set to have in a business is just, you know, being kind to your employees, but knowing how to delegate efficiently and professionally and drawing a line to that communication flow as well. Yeah, and having those boundaries is super important. And, you know, you have a bunch of things going on. I also want to talk about your um, your new business, Off Leashed. Yes, so yes. Yeah. About that. Yeah, it's it's a crazy story. So, you know, I woke up one day at a message from a, a team, just like a proposal for a new for a new uh, client, which is what I thought. Um, but I got on this call and it was three CEOs of their own businesses. And they basically were like, you know, we scouted you out and we think that your energy and your expertise is a good a good trait to have on our team. We're an app called Off Leashed, and essentially it's like a pet social dating app or a pet social app. So you can make friends or you can date or you can meet up. There's going to be a lot of features on the app, but it's essentially like pet concentrated. So it's with like, you know, your dog, your rabbit, your hamster, like it can be anything. It's essentially like a bumble hinge, but with way more features and routes of relationships with your pet. So on your profile, have your little icons of all your pets and like you can meet up with people. Um, you can go on dates. It's really, it's really cool. So I love the concept and they, they really emphasize on like inclusion and diversity and loving others the way pets love people. And I know we just talked for like hours about this and you know, I was kind of on the fence because I felt like it sounded too good to be true, like, you know, a full time and kind of being a part owner of the app essentially was a proposal. But uh, after a few more calls, I was sent stone and like now we're all best friends. I just flew out to Seattle for the celebrity all star game, which we sponsored um, with a bunch of athletes and other celebrities. So. It, it was super cool to like meet them in person and share our passions together. And we're in a, a really big launch right now with just Seattle, but we're going to, you know, launch the app across the US with a huge investor round and downloads. And yeah, I'm super excited. So that's my new project right now. Yeah, that's such an awesome opportunity too. Like, how did that feel having those CEOs with their own business and own portfolio coming to you and, and wanting you to be a part of it? Yeah, that's why I loved it because it's just a different case where it's all of these CEOs who are kind of like, hey, we're all established in our own businesses. It's time to get out of our comfort zone and we can do that together. Um, so yeah, 
you know, ones in real estate, ones in nonprofits and foundations and uh, interior design and others in tech and I'm in marketing. So we kind of came together and formed this like dream team and we had such a good time when we met each other and yeah, it's, it's really exciting. That's such a great opportunity. And, you know, you have these four businesses, like how, how do you find time for yourself and find time to balance between, you know, each of your businesses? Yeah, everyone asks that. And honestly, I just genuinely love my job. I'm not just saying that, like, I love what I do and I love to work. I love to work hard. I also love to play hard. So I find that line of like, hey, I'm going to enjoy my life. And the goal is to always surround yourself with clients and people and teams that understand that. I mean, when I go in, I'm, I'm immediately like, I am not the person who's going to work 70 hours a week. Like I did this for a reason to have freedom in every way possible. So um, I work really hard Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Thursday. And then I have a nice long weekend of myself, my friends, my family, my fiance. And um, yeah, honestly, not even overwhelmed. You just, you find time and obviously the processes make them more efficient. So your life is easier, but it's, it's very doable. Yeah, and I just want to now um, go into more about social media. And first, how do you use social media to benefit your nonprofit and, you know, get your story out there, get other victims' stories out there? How important is social media to piece over pieces? Oh, so important. Like, it flipped the game with this nonprofit because I remember when I was younger, I was just looking up resources of you know, any nonprofit that could help me emotionally, like I, I couldn't go to a shelter, I couldn't escape. And I feel like all the resources were shelters. So my goal was to give more of like emotional support with donations and a podcast and storytelling and things to make you feel not alone. Because when I was younger, I couldn't find anything to make me feel less crazy. Like I didn't know I was even in this situation as a kid. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was crazy. And then I would go to my friend's houses and it was all normal. So I was like, uh, like, is it normal? Like are the other people experiencing this? So my goal was just to get that resource. So on social media, if you look up like, so there's this hashtag targeting, I'm sure, you know, for people who don't know, listening to the podcast, hashtag targeting is, you know, a group of people within a hashtag and the misconception of hashtags is you just put it on a photo and it helps you blow up. That is not true anymore. That is very old fashioned ways of thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great to categorize your photos in these hashtags, but ultimately with hashtag targeting, say I look up hashtag domestic abuse survivor or domestic abuse awareness, there are millions of people in that group when you click it. So when I found these millions of people posting about them, their stories, their traumas, it was insane. I just couldn't even, I couldn't fathom like how many people were out there like just lost posting about it and hashtagging it like that. So I, um, I reach out full time to them. I now have virtual assistants who reach out full time while I'm working and they essentially send a message saying, are you okay? Are you need of assistance? Do you want to share your story? Like what can we do for you? And we hope all is well. So when you have 24 seven, someone messaging on the account, hashtag targeting, um it really establishes hundreds of connections a day and so now it's like you know yeah like hundreds of messages a week and we get to help so much many more people we get to get people on the podcast and sharing stories and released a book so anyways yeah social media is very powerful in the way it can connect you to people but not many people know how to utilize it um in that way Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that's such a good point. You can really find these communities instead of just hashtagging kind of general things, like you said, hashtag domestic abuse survivor, you know, you can really find 
the targeting people that you're looking to help. So it's it's really important. And what do you think the importance is of giving back to your community, like as a business? Yeah, so important. Um, anyone who knows me is they just know I'm a giver. Like my love language is giving gifts and giving things and acts of service. So I've been that way since I was little. I would like go on vacation and buy gifts uh, with my money and then just like give them back to my friends, get in trouble by my parents. So, um, you know, when I started my job and got to a comfortable point, my ultimate goal was to start a nonprofit or do something that can impact society in a good way. Um, I just think that it's an empty life to live your life just making money. And it's almost uh, greedy in a way, like just go about your life, just splurging and gluttony and like as much money as possible. I personally find my fulfillment and happiness when I make others happy. And whether that's with words or money or just acts of service, like I hope I can continue to do it more and more throughout my life. And how are you able to promote these businesses? Like what social media works for you to promote? What doesn't work for you? And what are your favorite platforms? Yeah, it's it's been a problem lately where I have been slacking because uh, it's hard to manage social media at the end of the day for yourself uh, when you do it all day. So right now I'm actually rebranding everything. I'm trying to concentrate more and hire my own social media managers and like, get on it more. But I do think uh, constant lead generation within social media is awesome for your businesses, whether you have a virtual assistant on LinkedIn, sending connections and messages or Instagram. Um, I have them all, honestly, on every platform, just constantly networking. And whether that brings you a connection as a client or, you know, maybe someone that could help you with advice or support or just get coffee. Like, I love the constant networking because as a business owner, it gets lonely. So, yeah, I do think uh, all platforms work in different ways. I personally find Instagram and LinkedIn to be the best. Um, but yeah, the direct contact for me works. And what do you think the best resources that you have used to help you along the way that you would want to, you know, share with a business owner? Like, use this. This will help you. Or maybe some social media tactics that you've used. Honestly, just by doing it is what I would say. I learned everything I know now by just doing it. And I would say YouTube and listening to those top channels in your industry, just even if you could do like a podcast or a video once a day in the morning when you're going to the gym or at night when you lay down, listen to like one thing that will improve you in your industry. You'd be surprised how much you learn and, you know, sharpen your skills. And what are your plans for the future? I know you have a lot going on, but you know, where do you see your companies in maybe like five years? Oh, I mean, obviously I don't know, but in an ideal world, I just want to keep growing. Um, and that's a very broad, dumb answer, but I just hope that I can continue to push myself and grow an even larger team, but also an intimate team with every business and nonprofit. I do want to throw more events now that COVID's over with my nonprofit to raise mass donations. So that's my goal. Um, with Off Leashed, we are launching across the US. So working really hard on that with ads and downloads and events that we're setting um, to, you know, reach our reach our place marks with where we want to be in a couple of years. But overall, yeah, just every single business, I hope, continues to surge and be consistent. And I just have one last question to wrap it up. What's the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn today from this podcast? 
that truly I believe every single person can do or run a business. They can create what they want. They just have to find what they're passionate for and what they believe that they could sharpen their skills in. And it just takes a leap and like confidence. I hate to be, you know, the stereotypical quotes, but truly I've seen, you know, people start from square one and they're so successful within a couple months to also a couple years. Like there's no timeline. There's no set objectives for your industry. You just have to remember that everyone's on a blank slate and learning day by day. I'm still learning day by day, like years later. So if you just put that in perspective, you can truly do anything you want in any industry you desire. And I think that was the perfect thing to leave off on. I'm just going to kind of go back and, you know, mention all the really important things we've talked about and remind our audience. So again, this is Clara Baldwin. She's the founder of GPS Marketing, Care Medical Marketing, and Peace Over Pieces nonprofit. We talked about the importance of being resourceful. You can search anything on YouTube, Google, and just keep improving yourself. You know, that's how that's how you've learned. That's how I've learned. Just, you know, getting thrown into things and, and learning by being resourceful and, and just keep growing and learning and wanting more for yourself. Also, the importance of being independent, especially as a female, you never want to rely on anyone. So there's so much strength in being an independent female business owner. Her advice to uh, new business owners is not get too comfortable because you don't want to start getting comfortable and feel like you've reached that business plateau, which is super easy. So not getting comfortable, delegate. If you're not good at something, you need more time, delegate what you're not good at so you can focus on what you're amazing at. And that's how you'll be able to grow your business. And we talked about values and setting boundaries with your employees. Be nice to them, but also set those boundaries so they can do that work for, for you. And just loving what you do, which I think is the perfect thing to leave off on. So Clara, do you want to tell our listeners where they can connect with you online? I want you to plug in all your companies along with um, the Peace Over Pieces podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So Peace Over Pieces, if you look that up on Instagram or Google, it'll pop up. Clara Baldwin on all platforms. If you look up my name, you will find me. Um, also Offleashed, O-F-F-L-E-A-S-H-D is how you spell it. It's on the App Store for Apple and Android. If you want to download it and check it out, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, feel free to reach out. And again, my name is Naja Sasa, and this is the Gentech Marketing Podcast. And you can find us at, at Gentech Marketing on all social platforms. So, Clara, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week.